Cubs fans, and welcome to another edition of Cubs on Tap. I am the host today, Joey Ricotta at Joey Knows Nothing, doing a solo mission as Ron Luce at Luce on Tap has been doing quite a bit of lately. So I figured why not go ahead and jump in and do one myself because, hey, he's been putting in a lot of work recently and, you know, schedules sometimes conflict with one another and I haven't been able to jump on here as much as I'd like to recently. So got to jump on tonight. And unfortunately, it's not the greatest game to talk about. I mean, some interesting things happened in tonight's ball game. Recording this very late or very early, I should say, early Friday morning in the wee hours of the morning. Uh, but, you know, a lot of interesting things happened in this game. Unfortunately, the Cubs took the loss 5-3 to three to the Los Angeles Dodgers in game one of a four-game set in L.A., um, but yeah, I mean, Mark Leiter Jr., he started it off and he just got did in by the home run ball, it seemed like. You know, he gave up three home runs, a two run shot to Gavin Lux, a solo shot to Justin Turner, and right off the bat, Mookie Betts, leadoff bomb. You know, Mookie Betts confirmed, still good at baseball. Um, he added another home run later on in the game off of Michael Rucker, who Hasn't been all that great this season for the Cubs, at least at the MLB level. But, you know, that said, Leiter Jr. didn't pitch all that terribly outside of the home runs that he allowed. I mean, you know, his final line, he did go five innings, but, you know, he had the four earned runs, just all the the home runs. They were Every earned run was from the, the home run ball. So it's unfortunate. But, I mean, we've seen him pitch solidly this season at times. And, you know, his final line turned out to be five innings, five hits, four runs all earned, no walks, uh, and four strikeouts. He was getting some whiffs uh, in there as well. But, yeah, I mean, you know, when you when you allow the home runs, this, this Dodgers lineup can slug. They can absolutely mash the baseball. We know that. I believe in their last nine games they are 8-1 and one now. So they're heating up. This Dodgers team is really on fire, but they've had some problems with the bullpen, and that's where the Cubs were able to kind of take advantage. Before they got into the bullpen, though, the MLB leader in ERA, Tony Gonsolin, took the mound for the Dodgers tonight. And Gonsolin, he he pitched a great game. He really did. He, he went seven innings for the Dodgers tonight. Four hits, two runs, both earned, no walks, four, three strikeouts, excuse me. But he did give up a home run. And it's a guy that hasn't been giving up home runs. He has this the first home run that he's allowed that was more than a solo shot that actually had a guy on base. And guess who did it? Yep, Morell is still high, folks. Christopher Morell, his ninth home run of the season – and it was a 3-2 count, and he turned on that sucker down the left field line, was barely able to keep it foul or keep it fair, I should say. Um, but, yeah, he turned on it, ninth bomb of the season. You love to see it, especially from Morrell, who, man, he had some struggles there for a little bit, but he really seems to be turning the corner. He almost parked a couple in yesterday's game uh, against the Brewers as well. But – Morell is just – he's really heating up here again. And 
against a guy that's been pitching as well as Gonsolin has been this season, that's really impressive. You know, that's that's the one real positive from this game. And then if you look at it after that, too, once Gonsolin left, the bullpen for the Dodgers, now Bruce Dark Gratterall was injured in this game. He left the game. Uh, no worry, at least that I've seen so far, on what his status or what his actual injury was. Looked like he was kind of pointing towards his ribs. So I'm not sure what, what that really means for him moving forward or you know how serious that is or that will be for Gratterall, but it's unfortunate that he left the game. But with that said, um, they got into the ninth inning and former Cubs pitcher Craig Kimbrell entered the game going for the save. And, you know, it's a 5-2 ball game at that point, ninth inning. And Kimbrell just didn't have it. I mean, he's he has not been pitching that well this season. He has a 4.82 ERA. Now, some of the underlying numbers are better than, like, his FIP, XFIP, all that. They're better than what his ERA shows this year. And he still did strike out a couple of batters, which you look at the Nico Horner one. And I'm glad that Rick Sutcliffe pointed it out on the broadcast. I mean, that's you can't have that in that situation. That's a ridiculous call to Nico Horner. How different does this game turn out if Nico Horner doesn't strike out in that situation, which it was a good eye on his part. The ball was outside. The pitch was outside, called strike three on him. And, you know, how does this thing really turn out? What What is his at-bat result in, right? That's kind of what Suddy was bringing up on the broadcast. And I'm thinking the same thing as this inning is moving along here. Um, Ian Happ, you know, he's – just Mr. Consistent this season. Two for four again, a run uh, in this one. And he basically got that thing started. Suzuki down the right field line, little blooper that he really got fooled, jammed a little bit, hit it off to the right side, down the right field line. And Mookie Betts, who has really good speed, was, wasn't able to get to it, made like a sliding attempt at it, wasn't able to make the catch in right field. But – and then Hap was able to score, so it was an RBI double for Seiya Suzuki, which you love to see, even though it wasn't the hardest hit ball in the world by Seiya. It's still, it's very productive. That's productive at bat. And then Wisdom had a very productive at bat, which he ended up walking, which led to Nelson Velasquez, Nelly V pinch hitting. He wound up striking out. Uh, that's when they brought in Alex Vesia, who wound up getting the save, and Kimbrel's night was done. Vesia got the strikeout. Nelly, he, Nelly V, man, he kind of Velasquez worked a pretty decent at bat there in that situation, which I liked. He whiffed on a, a, a couple of fastballs that looked to be in pretty hittable locations, especially since we've seen him turn on some pitches. Uh, like his, you know, his first home run at the big league level, he turned on that one. I believe it was a pitch that was kind of on the inner portion of the plate. And then he had one, he got one that was kind of up in the zone that looked pretty hittable, but he wasn't able to take advantage of it. And then he got caught looking at three, two in that situation, got caught looking uh, at a fastball, which it was obviously a strike. It was no question about it. You can't, watch that one go by in that situation. And that just kind of brings it all back to what we've been talking about here on Cubs on tap recently with between Ron and juice and myself 
about how this team is they are i can't remember which one said it. i think it was juice they are probably the most fun team that i can remember bad cubs baseball team the most fun team to watch out of bad cubs baseball teams in recent memory and what i think we all kind of mean by that and i i, I guess i want to reiterate his point here because it's they battle they really really battle they got the tying run to the plate and the game winning run velasquez was the game winning run at the plate in that situation in the ninth inning which yes kimbrell has not been having a good season but you know you love to see the fight in this team they just can't finish you know and that just goes back to lack of experience and some immaturity right i mean velasquez is he has not been here very long in that situation you know the nerves and the pressure like it, it's mounting for someone like him because he wants to make the best impression possible before he I mean, at some point he might get sent back down here to go work on some things, especially if once the league starts to adjust to him, which we haven't really seen him be able to take off as much as I think he can. I'm pretty high on Velasquez, whether he's a, a real true long-term piece or not. That's, you know, that remains to be seen. We don't know yet. And I'm not going to really speculate on that, but like I, the power is there. It's, it's definitely there. And he's, shown some poise and ability to work some good at bats here in different situations in different games uh this was no exception other than that last pitch really i mean and he didn't make contact on any of the, the pitches i don't believe he might have fouled one off but um regardless that last one you just have to swing at that's just what it comes down to um but you know i'm sure he's putting pressure on himself in that situation uh Ross said that Wilson Contreras could have been available off the bench tonight. At least that's what he said before the game. But he did not pinch hit in that situation. It was Velasquez. So that kind of tells me, you know, they did not want to use him at least yet. But he also hasn't been very clutch this year. In clutch situations, if you look at the numbers, Wilson Contreras has not been that great. Now he's still probably – he's still going to be the – all-star starter for the National League at catcher, which deservedly so he should be. And if I had to guess, he's not getting moved till after the trade or till after the All-Star break because I mean Cubs fans, like we we deserve to see him in a Cubs uniform or representing the Cubs at the All-Star game, that's for sure. But I mean, with that said though, man, that Nico Horner at bat. Like, how do things turn in that situation? Because then if you're talking about, okay, Velasquez strikes out, there's two outs, and then, you know, you still have a shot there with Jan Gomes coming to the plate, who, yes, was 0 for 3 with a strikeout in his own right. He wasn't having the greatest game at the plate, but that's still now he's facing a left-handed pitcher in Vesia after, I believe, facing all right-handed pitchers all night. So, you know, it opens the door for for potential there at least. And like I said, this team was within striking distance, and you like to see that. This team fights. They're, they're, they're getting more and more battle-tested by each one of these close games going by, even if they are losses. 
And that's something positive to look at or that a takeaway that you can have because moving forward, they're going to have to know how to close these games out as these guys mature and as they they grow because, yeah, Seiya Suzuki's a little bit older, but he's a rookie in the majors. He is a rookie. He's an older rookie, but he's still a rookie. And him coming through in that situation, that builds confidence right there. No, it wasn't a straight, it wasn't a hard hit ball or anything like that, but it was a very productive at bat and it got the job done in that situation. So I think that's something that you can look at and say, at least in for him, he can look at it and be like, hey, you know, I did my job in that situation. He can come walk away feeling pretty good about it, even in a losing effort where maybe Velasquez won't be feeling as good about himself after this one, of course, but hey, he's probably going to be back in the starting lineup tomorrow because, and and maybe Saturday and maybe Sunday because the Dodgers are going to throw out their three left-handed pitchers for the remaining three games of this series, Tyler Anderson tomorrow, Clayton Kershaw on Saturday, and then Julio Urias on Sunday. So three left-handed pitchers. Nelly V, he's going to get a shot here to get some revenge or to make up for tonight's last at-bat of the game where he struck out because that's what it is in baseball. It's just, that's what I love so much about this game is that when you screw up, I mean, they they always say it, right? Seven out of 10 times. If you can, if you fail seven out of 10 times, you are one of the better players in the game, a 300 hitter. Now I think if you fail, what is it? I mean, seven point, Two times out of ten, like you can, it's like two eighty hitters. Two eighty hitters are those are like the best of the best because now you look at on base percentage, you look at you know the OPS and walk rate, and you know you'll take some strikeouts, you'll take a lower average, but the WRC plus is good. You know, like you factor in all these things now about the game. The game is trending in that direction where it's like it's not even you fail seven out of ten times. You could fail. I hope my math is right here. It's very, very late uh, Central Standard Time, and I have to be up early. But, you know, you fail 7.2 out of 10 times now, and you're one of the best. So, I mean, I guess what I'm saying here, though, is Nelly V, he failed tonight, and he's going to get a shot tomorrow. And that's what's so beautiful about the game because there are so many games in a season, and it's fine. You just want to see the growing pains. You want to see them get – battle tested here and and have some failures i'm okay with that i'm okay with them failing in this game yeah it sucks it's a loss right it's a cubs loss but at the end of the day we're not looking at this as wins or losses and they are still coming off of four straight series wins as ron and juice have highlighted four straight series wins that's impressive this team is playing much better baseball and they are close games and, you know, that's that's the terrific part about this whole thing. So tomorrow, Keegan Thompson on the bump. He's going to go. He, he, some rough, some bad luck, really, against the, the Red Sox last time out. Um, he pitched much better than his final line. Now his ERA is up to 3.41. Keegan Thompson's been pitching lights out baseball all season. The Red Sox in that game, the average exit velocity was in the low 80s against Keegan Thompson. 
I mean, they did not have many hard hit balls in that game. Their hard hit rate for that game was under 30%, which I'll just say is pretty damn bad for a ball club in a game under 30%. Um, so Keegan, he really, there were some bleeders in there. I mean, the runs, he didn't even make it five innings, but, you know, he pitched much better than what the final line showed in that game. But so I'm hoping that he can kind of bounce back here, at least from a results standpoint against the Dodgers, which, you know, it is a tough lineup, but that bullpen is beat up. If you can get into that bullpen with, get to Tyler Anderson a little bit, maybe work his pitch count up a little bit. He does have pretty good control. He keeps the walk rate down. He doesn't strike out many batters. The whip is low. He's having a really good season is Anderson this year. ERA in the low threes. Um, so it's going to be tough. But if you can do that and you can get into that bullpen, we saw how they were they struggled tonight. Craig Kimbrell, right? He just did not look good. Now Gratterall is down. Now if Blake Trinan is hurt, Daniel Hudson, Tommy Canley. I mean, they have guys on the shelf in this bullpen. And I, I think I mentioned Gratterall already. But they've got guys that are down in this bullpen that if you do get to the bullpen – you never know what's going to happen here. I mean, things could get real dicey, and that's why we always say with, with the Cubs, too, jump on them early, which they do most of the time. Um, They're one of the better teams at scoring early in the league. But bounce back tomorrow. I, I love the fight that I saw from this team. And kind of going away from tonight's major league game, how about a kid who's – just turned 20 now, now that the clock has struck midnight. His teen years are over. South Bend, for the South Bend Cubs, Owen Casey, 19-year-old, a two-out walk-off grand slam for like hours before his 20th birthday. I mean, talk about a way to end your teen years and go out with a bang. I mean – a walk-off grand slam with two outs, just absolutely nuked it. I think it was like a rolling slider or something. I don't even know what the pitch was, but turned on that sucker and juiced his backyard. I wonder if he was watching it. Um, <laughs> just just incredible stuff watching that. I, I watched that replay, I don't know how many times now, probably about 10 to 15 times, but Casey is quietly – He's really doing something in his last 65 at-bats. I went ahead and kind of did the math here. Let, or last 65 plate appearances, Owen Casey's slashing 379, 446, 500. So Owen Casey, and I mean the strikeout rate, I want to say it was like 20%. Walk rate around 10, somewhere a little bit below 10%. Um but, yeah, he's having a really good – this is the first home run in the, the last 65 plate appearances. But if the power's starting to come on, come on and he's slashing what he is right now, Owen Casey's looking he's, – he's 20 years old today. He is 20 years old, just turned, freshly turned 20 years old, and he's hitting walk-off two-out grand slams in the, in the ninth inning. I mean – I don't know, man. This The future is bright for these prospects, and that's just one of many 
because you can go down the list and talk about how many different key contributors there are at every level and solid performances that you're getting on a nightly basis at every level. But he's the one that I really wanted to outline because, I mean, that's that's just a moment right there. That's just an incredible moment for Casey. Way to bring in, bring in his birthday. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so that's a positive at the minor league level that, you know, of course the outcome at the major league level did not happen tonight, but we look ahead to tomorrow. You know, we'll see. Keegan Thompson's one of those guys that you tune in for nightly, right? He's a guy that he's really come on strong this year. He's really developing. And like I said, the last outing against the Red Sox, that wasn't on him. Like, that that's just tough luck. It was like the other game, I believe it was, I can't remember exactly which game, but the Red Sox, the Cubs were getting a bunch of weak contact, balls that were dropping for hits, balls that don't normally drop for hits for the Cubs were dropping for hits. And then the Red Sox kind of got them back a little bit uh, for that Keegan Thompson outing. So, you know, that's just the way baseball is. The, the Either the, the Babbitt gods are on your side or they're not. And they were not on Keegan Thompson's side. But hopefully they will be here tomorrow as he takes on Tyler Anderson and the Dodgers. That is game two of the four-game set in L.A., uh, let me pull up a time here. It is a nighttime game. Friday, nighttime game for the Cubs, uh, 9-10 Central Time. And, yeah, so that's another late one. We're going to try to have a post-game show for you here. Maybe I'll be joined by Ron. Maybe I'll be joined by Juice. I'm definitely going to try to stay up. I got I got a nice little 20-minute nap in, maybe a little bit more when I got home from work, so I was able to kind of – you know, wake up, stay strong throughout, and get a podcast in here after the game. But now I've got to hit the sack, so we're keeping this one a little bit short and abbreviated tonight. But hopefully, we'll have on we'll have uh, two of us on tomorrow night's show. But yeah, I just want to remind everybody that this is the official Cubs podcast of the ONTAP Sports Network. Uh, you can follow on all social media platforms at ONTAP Sportsnet and then follow the, the pod specific account at Cubbies on tap C-U-B-B-I-E-S on tap. Cubs, Bulls, Bears, Blackhawks, who just had a very interesting day with the draft and all the trades that they made. And yeah, even White Sox. You got Southside friends, fans of the Southside team. Send them our way. Great coverage over there. Uh, with the Sox on tap crew. So they're pumping out podcasts and articles and all that too. So definitely send them our way. But for now, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Oh, and of course, follow all the contributors for the Cubs on tap crew, the the contributors writing articles, all of us on the show, the panels, uh, the panelists here, ju- at Juice on tap, at Loose on tap, who, like I said, has been doing a, a lot of solo missions. And I felt like, Hey, I got to go ahead and take the bullet here and do a solo mission. But um, follow me at Joey Knows Nothing at Teddy Freddy 270 for Tyler. And there's a couple others as well. I don't have them pulled up off the bat. But if you go to ontapsportsnet.com, you can find all of them because just by clicking on the article, you'll be able to find uh, their name and all their contributions. So with that said, we're going to get on, get on out of here the only way that we know how. Unfortunately, it is a Cubs 5-3 loss. 
We'll be back again tomorrow night. Get out of here the only way we know how. Fuck the Cardinals, and let's go. Cubs.